homeschooling moms embarking on a self-defining journey. Listen in on conversations that will encourage you to be your authentic self while uplifting your spirit and motivating your inherent potential. They're defining what culture is for their families and want you to do the same. Bring your children along too so they can meet the cleverly cultured kids. They're all for teaching the babies while they're young, adapting to the challenges of parenting, homeschooling, and being willing to learn the lessons that the children have to offer. It's all about uplifting one another and reclaiming your innate greatness. Nigeria has a population of 112 million people. About 25% of adults there carry the sickle cell disease trait. According to the World Health Organization, more than 300,000 babies with severe hemoglobin disorders are born globally each year. But 75% is said to be found in Sub-Saharan Africa. Visit our show notes page to learn more. Today's African proverb is, he who is sick will not refuse medicine. And that is a Nigerian proverb. now time for the word of the episode. Today's word of the episode is brought to you by the Gambia. Dutu. Dutu. It means mango in Mandinka. Dutu. school family, do you need extra encouragement to keep going this year? I know when I was homeschooling my children, the battle with homeschooling had its ups and downs, and I wish there was something that would motivate me. Well, Miriam and I had an opportunity to give something very special to each of you, and that is a clever homeschool support kit, but you need to sign up for it. It is very important that you sign up to receive a kit. So what is inside? Inside, we have t-shirts, stickers, planners, games, books, things that you will want and that are especially designed for you and your family as homeschoolers. We believe that representation matters and so we have made and created some unique things just for you and your family. And if there's something that you need, let us know. We want to support you and we have been given a grant to do just that. So allow us to give you one of our incredible, clever 
homeschool support kits. The link to sign up will be in the show notes. So check out our show notes page for more information. Welcome to another Cleverly Changing Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a special episode because September is Sickle Cell Awareness Month and my daughter was diagnosed with sickle cell disease at birth and that is one of the reasons why I homeschooled her. So today I want to talk a little bit about our journey as a family and having a child with sickle cell disease. I've mentioned on this podcast a few times that I am the author of several sickle cell books and sickle cell has really played a big impact on the life of my family and advocacy is something that I've really jumped into wholeheartedly to educate others so that they have more choices and more options and they're not in the same position my husband and I were when we first found out that we were both sickle cell trait carriers. So without further ado, let me get started into this conversation. For those of you who are listening and you don't know what sickle cell disease is, let me define it for you. Sickle cell disease is a genetic disorder. It is passed down by both parents. That means that each parent has to have some sort of hemoglobin mutation in order for a child to get sickle cell disease. In my daughter's case, she has sickle cell SS, so she inherited hemoglobin S from me and hemoglobin S from her dad. In past years, SS was called sickle cell anemia. But what we know is that sickle cell disease is actually a group of inherited red blood disorders. So that means that people can have sickle cell disease who have SC. That means they develop hemoglobin S and then hemoglobin C from a different parent. Or they could have sickle cell SD or sickle cell SE, or sickle cell beta thalassemia. There are many different types of sickle cell disease. It's not just one. And what we've also learned is that sickle cell disease is not just a black disease. While the primary carriers of sickle cell disease are African-American, because when an S gene and other hemoglobin mutations mix, we know that some of those other rare hemoglobin mutations like SE and SD often come up in other populations. And in my research, I also learned that Nigeria has the largest number of sickle cell patients in the world. The second largest number is in India. So that tells us that sickle cell disease is impacting people in different parts of the world. It is a genetic worldwide disease. Not only does it affect people worldwide, but it is the most common genetic disorder worldwide. And 
I felt like it was important to share this on my podcast because it affects so many different types of people. And my husband and I, we met in college and neither one of us knew that we were carriers of the sickle cell trait. And so when I was expecting my girls three years after we married, I realized that there are many other people that are in the same position where they don't know whether or not they're sickle cell trait carriers. And so I wouldn't want to do an educational podcast without telling my listeners a little bit about sickle cell disease, because I think it is very important for the younger generations to really understand what it is. And my hope is that as people learn about it, it will develop us, they will develop a sense of curiosity and that they will hope to learn more about sickle cell, about genetic disorders, about finding cures, about healthy living and how to change the trajectory of a person who has a chronic illness like sickle cell disease. So I also want people to understand that sickle cell patients usually have sickle cell for a lifetime. Now, why do I say usually? Because now in 2022, there are a couple of curative therapies. And those curative therapies are bone marrow transplant and genetic testing. So with genetic testing, that is done where the DNA is changed, is basically the DNA is edited by um, scientists and doctors who are researchers. They edit the DNA and they, they're using the sickle cell patient's own DNA and they're changing the code. They're editing it so that the mutation um, doesn't reproduce anymore. Now, bone marrow transplant is where they, the patient receives a bone marrow transplant from either a full match, which is usually a sibling, or a half match. And so they are doing half matches. In fact, um, I also do a podcast called the Vitamin SC3 Podcast in partnership with the Sickle Cell Community Consortium. And I had a guest on that podcast whose um, granddaughter had a bone marrow transplant and her mother was a half match. So her mother, who had sickle cell trait, was able to um, provide a level of cure for her. Now, what I've learned about this cure and why so many sickle cell people in the community don't necessarily embrace the word cure is because sometimes when people have bone marrow transplants, they still experience complications. Not everybody. Sometimes the bone marrow transplant doesn't work completely and it's rejected. Sometimes patients can get graft versus host disease. Sometimes the patient can still be in pain because the damage to their body has already been done. And so even though we talk about bone marrow transplants being a cure, it's not a miracle 
treatment that just wipes everything away and a person who once had sickle cell, all of a sudden they're normal with no complications related to sickle cell at all. That's just not what exists right now. We do hope that one day that will be the case. And so I'm hoping that one day we will also have more hematologists that will be invested in researching and invested in taking care of patients. So right now, the life expectancy for a person with sickle cell disease is about 42. And unfortunately, when we talk about the shortened lifespan, we know that that lifespan it causes a person not to have the same quality of life as someone else. And to me, that is what hurts the most. And that is a big part of the inequity that exists because we've known about sickle cell disease for over 100 years in this country. In 1910 is when a patient who was from Grenada, he was a dental student and his name was Clement, and he was having a lot of pain while he was in dental school, and an intern actually looked at his blood under a microscope, and there under the microscope, they saw the prevalence of red blood cells. Some of them looked very odd. They were not round like a donut, they were not circular, they were sickled shape. And they were kind of in the shape of a C or a banana or a crescent moon. And so he realized this is completely abnormal to what he had seen when it came to other red blood cells. And so even after that discovery, we haven't seen a whole lot of changes here in the US, but in the last 10 years, there have been an explosion of new medications and new treatments. And on September 15th of this month, September 15th, I was able to go to the Senate building with my two daughters and listen to a bill hearing for the Sickle Cell Disease Treatment Act of 2022. And that act would allot $535 million a year in research funding, and we need it desperately. And I say that because unfortunately, I've been an advocate in the community and I've lost so many advocates who I had come to admire and it hurts. The grief process is continual. And so I'm sharing this with you guys because you may not have sickle cell disease, but you probably know someone who knows someone with sickle cell disease, even if they're not talking about it. Unfortunately, because sickle cell disease is a genetic disorder, it is a stigma that can exist in communities. And Unfortunately, sickle cell disease is so life altering 
that people may not feel comfortable talking about having the disease, even though they did absolutely nothing to cause it because it's genetic. And while we can eat healthy and try to do everything right, sickle cell is unpredictable and it can cause a variety of different complications. I'm a parent of a child who's still in pediatric care and one of the complications that we look out for are strokes. And if you can imagine a child having a stroke, it's devastating. So I want you to understand that sickle cell disease, while it affects the red blood cells and changes the way that they're shaped and it causes excruciating pain, which is what we call a pain crisis, I know that for many people, sickle cell disease causes many other complications as well, not just a pain crisis. And so some of those other complications could be retinopathy, it could be acute chest syndrome, it could be AVN, which is a vascular necrosis. So it can really affect every part of a person's body where blood flows. And so my hope is that as you're listening to me talk about sickle cell disease, that you will begin to do your own research. The information about sickle cell disease is fascinating and it's so much more for us to learn. Right now, one of the treatments that exist is blood transfusions. And so ever so often, you'll hear different advocates in the sickle cell community expressing the need to our community to donate blood. We need more African-American donors. We need more blood donors, period. And so if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you can donate blood, it can really save a life. And I know there are many people in the sickle cell community that rely on blood transfusions in order to stay alive. So if you go to American Red Cross, you go to their website, you can actually type in your zip code and find a link to an area that's near you where you can donate blood. And I will definitely add that information to our show notes so you can donate blood if that's something that you desire to do. Another thing that I want to share with you is that when you hear people talk about sickle cell disease, they often talk about the excruciating pain and those pain crises. And a pain crisis is something that people say is even worse than the pain that a mother may go through during childbirth. And just in layman's terms, that is childbirth is the most excruciating pain that most people can compare it to, but because it's so unique and so different, it's in a league of its own, but it's not the only complication. 
And, you know, the red blood cells in a person's body, it carries the oxygen and carbon dioxide. These are essential to us staying alive and being able to be mobile and being able to do the things that we love. And so it's important for us to stress to our different communities and researchers to create a medication that will help alleviate and eradicate pain crisis. One of the things that I worry about as a parent is that the cure won't come soon enough. My daughter is almost 14 years old and she still has sickle cell disease. She doesn't have as many complications as other people. But what I've noticed is that as she grows, the sickle cell pain that she has gets worse. And so even though you see advocates showing up day after day, having a loved one with a chronic illness can weigh on you. It can weigh on a person's mental health. It can change the, their ability to work, their ability to show up. And so what I have learned that I have to do is I also have to show up for my daughter, make sure she's going to her doctor's appointments, make sure that we are partnering with her healthcare professionals, her hematologist and her eye doctor and her dentist and her, all of the different doctors that she has because sickle cell affects her from head to toe. And so it can be overwhelming to deal with. But what I try to do is get more education, to learn as much as I can about it. That's why I'm sharing this conversation with you right now, because we can make the future brighter for sickle cell patients by learning, by researching, and by encouraging others to learn, to research, to give blood. I mentioned the Sickle Cell Treatment Act of 2022, and what we need to get that bill passed is we need for our families to contact their legislators and let them know, I want you to support the Sickle Cell Treatment Act of 2022. Not only does that bill need to pass, but it needs to pass with full funding. We need the funds. There are millions of people worldwide who have sickle cell disease. In the US, it is estimated that there are about 100,000 people. But let me tell you a little secret. And that secret is that Unfortunately, in the U.S., there hasn't been a comprehensive study on how many sickle cell patients there are. So there are actually some people who don't know that they have sickle cell and they may be a later diagnosis and we don't, we don't have up-to-date data. We need that. And with that bill, the Sickle Cell Treatment Act of 2022, there is funding in that bill to help create a 
program that will help us get better numbers so that we're not quoting statistics from over 10 years ago. We have to do better. We have to get up-to-date numbers. And so I'm sharing this with you because yes, September is National Sickle Cell Disease Awareness Month. Yes, sickle cell disease does affect my family directly. Yes, I am an advocate for it. Yes, it has changed my life and has changed the life of my family. But there are so many people around the world that need to have a better lease on life. And the only way we're going to get that to be possible is to speak up, to learn about it, to talk about it. And so that's what I'm doing now. I am grateful to you for listening to me. And I invite you to learn more about it. I will share some links in the show notes about the different treatments, about the more information about what sickle cell is, how it came to be, and about the cure and next steps that you can take to help make the life of a sickle cell patient better. So I thank you for listening to this episode and I hope that you've learned something new. If you have questions, feel free to comment on any of our social platforms at Cleverly Changing or on Instagram at the Cleverly Changing Podcast and let me know what your questions are so that I can answer them or do a follow-up or a show or send you a link where you can find an answer. This is something that we have to band together to make the future brighter. And I'm not just asking that for my daughter, but for families all over the world who are saying, I want my loved one to be able to have a better quality of life. I want my loved one to be able to have a longer, healthier life. That's something that everybody deserves. So I appreciate you listening. And, you know, when I think about homeschooling my kids, I actually wrote three books, ABCs of Sickle Cell Disease, a sickle cell coloring book for kids, and the ultimate sickle cell activity book to really help make a difference in my community and teach people about what sickle cell disease is. So if you want to learn more, I invite you to visit my website, cleverlychanging.com shop and purchase one of my books. The Ultimate Sickle Cell Activity Book will teach you about sickle cell disease from the history of it to the complications in a fun way through activities, crossword puzzles, word searches, journal entries, journal prompts, writing prompts, and so much more. So thanks so much for tuning in and listening to this special episode of the Cleverly Changing Podcast. Thank you.